Hello, kindergartners. Last Friday, I read to you the original version of Cinderella, and today I am going to read you the Hmong version of Cinderella. I want you to remember back to when we learned about the Hmong New Year from Miss Vang. I want you to try and make connections between what we learned from Miss Vang to the story. See if there are any similarities and differences from what we learned from Miss Vang that are in the story. Now, I apologize if I pronounce any of the words wrong. I did my best to look up how to say the names and the words that I don't know in this story. So here we go. Joanna among Cinderella. In a sunsplash clearing high in the mountains of the ancient homeland of the Hmong, there lived a farmer, his wife, and their daughter, a kind and beautiful girl named Joanna. We will never have a good harvest without the help of a cow, fretted the farmer one day. So he and his wife set off to the market. To their surprise, they found only one cow for sale, and already another man was bargaining for it. Not sure who should get his cow, the owner proposed a contest. He served them bowls of steaming hot rice soup and declared, Whoever finishes his bowl first will win the right to buy my cow at a very fine price. The first man slyly slipped cold water into his bowl and quickly drank the soup. The farmer, unaware of the trick, was still blowing his soup when the other man strutted off with the cow. We must have a cow to plow our fields and carry the grain, insisted the wife as they walked home. Let me become a cow for a while to help bring in the crops. You can care for me and we will all have a good life. Without a word of protest, the husband took three vines and wound them three times around his wife's ankles, three times around her wrists, and three times around her head. In a flash of lightning and a clap of thunder, his wife became a cow. Father, you bought a cow, Joanna ran out to greet him. Where is mother? She will be pleased. Joanna, this cow is your mother. What do you mean, Joanna asked, puzzled. I did what your mother said to do. The father nodded toward the gentle cow standing at his side and told her what had happened. Shocked at what she heard, Joanna cried out, Mother, mother, please come back. But the gentle cow, no longer hearing with the ears of a human, simply mooed. With a heavy heart, Joanna slowly led the cow toward the far fields. With the help of the cow, the farm prospered. But then, instead of changing the cow back to his wife, the farmer selfishly married another woman. He told the second wife, who had a daughter near the age of Joanna, of his duty to care for the cow. What is this? the new wife asked when she heard the husband's story. It is not enough that I, the first wife's daughter is more beautiful than my ding. Now I'm expected to take second place to a cow? Worst of all, when she found out that the cow was really Joanna's mother and was magically spinning rolls of silken thread around her horns for Joanna, the second wife's heart began to burn within her. She stormed, Your Joanna, not my ding, will cut the wood, cook the meals, and keep this house clean from now on. To keep peace, Joanna and her father worked from dawn till dark. Still, the stepmother and the lazy ding sulked and grumbled. Husband called the new wife one morning. My life with you makes me so sick, I am going to die. And with that, she fell back on her mat, rolled her eyes upward, and groaned loudly. To the giant dead tree, go to the di giant dead tree at the forest edge. She clutched her head as if it were throbbing with pain. Its spirit will tell you how to help me. But no sooner had the husband set out than the scheming woman leaped up from her mat and dashed by a shortcut to the old tree. 
When the man neared the tree, he took three joysticks of incense and lit them with great reverence. Timidly, he asked the powerful spirit for help. Pretending to be the tree spirit, the wife disguised her voice and from her hiding place said, You have a wise wife, my good man, but only one thing will help her. There is an evil spirit in these rolls of thread Joanna brings home. Burn all the thread and your wife will be healed. Sadly, the farmer gathered the rolls of shimmering thread and threw them into the cooking fire. They flared into millions of brilliant sparks. Yet when roll after roll of secretly spun thread continued to appear in the house each day, the new wife knew she must take even stronger measures. Husband called the wife one morning, I am so sick I will not live through the day. Return to the giant dead tree at the forest edge. She clutched her stomach as if it were throbbing with pain. Its spirit will tell you how to help me. And so again, the farmer went to the tree and asks it, asked its powerful spirit for help. Pretending to be the tree spirit, the wife disguised her voice and from her hiding place said, You have a wise wife, my good man, but only one thing can save her life. The good spirits of your ancestors demand the sacrifice of a cow. Kill the cow and your wife will not die. Kill my cow, the husband asked mournfully. On his way home, the husband gasped when he saw the gentle cow already lying lifeless, where she had lain down with the, the night before. She had died of a broken heart. Night after night, Joanna and her father sat on a log near the place where they had buried the gentle cow. It was a very sad time. The birds hushed their songs. The butterflies folded their radiant wings. The despairing husband soon died, and the gentle Joanna fell even more silent. As for the stepmother, she became more and more talkative. She talked about her fine health. She talked about her fine clothes. She talked about her plans for her fine daughter, Ding. Later, when the new year arrived, the stepmother and her daughter wanted to be the very first to arrive at the village festivities. Before they set out, the stepmother called to Joanna. Girl, she ordered, see that the rice is clean and ready for dinner. Cruelly, the stepmother had stirred thousands of tiny pebbles into the basket of rice kernels. Obediently, Joanna spent the first two days of the New Year's celebration picking stones from the rice. Finally finished on the third day, Joanna sat down to rest. Reaching for her mother's old sewing basket, she pulled out the piece of cowhide she had hidden deep inside. She pressed the soft hair to her cheek and closed her eyes. Never sit idle, my child, Joanna remembered her mother saying. Dutifully, she reached for her sewing, thinking of her mother's promise. My spirit will always be with you. Suddenly, there in the basket appeared a skirt and a blouse and an apron embroidered with delicate needlework. Beneath them were a glorious headdress and two exquisite purses bordered with coins that jingled musically when she touched them. And what was that sparkling under the purse? Excitedly, Joanna uncovered a wondrous silver necklace that shone bright, brilliantly in the late afternoon sun. Joanna slipped into the elegant clothes. They fit perfectly. Joyously, she twirled round and round, and the skirt opened in a wide circle of vibrant colors. She looked into the basket again. There before her eyes appeared a pair of dainty shoes. They seemed to dance to the sound of the music drifting from the village. Just then, Joanna heard her mother's voice. My daughter, put them on and hurry to the festival. Happy, Joanna tucked the soft cowhide deep into her sewing basket and let her new shoes lead her down the path to the village clearing. She wondered if anyone might recognize her.
Who is that beautiful girl? asked the young men at the festival. Humph, muttered the stepmother, seeing her beauty. But no one knew who the mysterious girl was. Even when Joanna played catch in the ball toss game, no one recognized her. The shadows lengthened, the games were about to end, when at the edge of the clearing, a tall, handsome young man appeared. There is Shi Nang, everyone claimed, honored to be joined by the son of the village elder. He was a fine young man of learning and wealth. Shi Nang began to play his bamboo instrument. The king made sweet, stirring sounds. The young man danced gracefully as he played. Joanna watched, delighted by the music maker. There then their eyes met, and the melody encircled her like a tender embrace. The stepmother wanted the handsome young man to play for her daughter, but Shi Nang serenaded only the beautiful girl. At this, the stepmother grabbed Ding by the arm, and they made off hurriedly toward home. Joanna knew that she must arrive home first to have the meal ready. In her haste, she stepped in a muddy puddle, kicked a rock, and off came one of her shoes. Joanna dared not stop dared not look back. She must rush home. The handsome Sheenang set off after her down the path. Aha, he exclaimed when he came upon the dainty shoe. He picked it up and wiped it clean. Then he vowed to himself that nothing would stop him from finding the mysterious lovely girl whose tiny foot it fit. From village to village, Sheenang searched. He searched the farms. He searched the fields. He went from house to house Everyone heard of his search for the maiden whose shoe he had found. Eventually, he came to Joanna's house. This way, kind sir, beckoned the stepmother who had seen Sheenan coming. I recognize that shoe. Then in a loud whisper, the stepmother called, daughter, come. But to her dismay, both girls appeared at once. No, no, not you, the stepmother tried to wave away the lovely Joanna. Please stay, insisted the young man. Don't bother with her, protested the stepmother. Then she pushed her own daughter to the stool directly in front of Shinang. But try as she may, Ding could not put the dainty shoe on her bulging foot. Shinang then turned to Joanna. Please sit here, he said. In a glance, they both could see that the shoe would fit perfectly on her tiny foot. But fearing the stepmother's anger, Joanna backed away. The stepmother, her mind still swirling with schemes to trap Shinang for her own daughter, spoke up. You will do our house honor if you would stay for dinner. Tired from his long search, Shi Nang agreed. The stepmother quickly devised yet another deceitful plan. One dish she would make of tasty rice with meat and the other of dry bones and rice hulls. Before serving, the stepmother blew out the oil lamps to make the room nearly dark. Then she set the best food before Shi Nang and Ding while giving the dry bones to Joanna. She hoped Joanna would be left so weak from hunger that she could not distract the guests from her daughter. But the young man saw that the stepmother, what the stepmother had done and how sweetly Joanna had endured the trick. Shinang turned to Joanna, quietly saying, we could see better with more light. Where are the other oil lamps? Joanna led Shinang from the table. At the doorway, their eyes met again. No need for words, their hearts touched. The village, they knew, would bless their love. Then together, the two young people left for the home of Shi Nang's parents. The stepmother and Ding stood in the doorway. Speechless, they watched the couple disappear into the purple shadows of the warm, fragrant night. After their wedding, Joanna and Shi Nang set out for their new life. They made their way past where the gentle cow was buried, 
past the giant dead tree, through the green rice paddy, and across the jungle clearing. At last they crossed over the wide river to the fertile fields beyond. There, it is said, they lived long, happy lives, turning the sadness Joanna had known into endless joy. As far as anyone knows, the stepmother and the lazy ding are still standing in the door of the house, plotting and scheming, making endless misery for only themselves. The magic piece of soft cowhide is still safely hidden deep in the old sewing basket. Its spirit awaits the fair child of Joanna and her loving husband. And it will be there even for the child of that child and the child of that child and on and on and on as long as the story is told. All right, so there is the Hmong version of Cinderella. I don't know about you, but I made a lot of connections between what Miss Vang taught us and this story about Hmong New Year. I hope you enjoyed this version. And next, I'll be reading a different version of Cinderella. See you then. All right, kindergarten families, this is for you. Last week, I sent out a message on Seesaw asking about your communication preferences. And at the end of that message, I mentioned something about login information for students to log into Seesaw on their own device if they have one. So this would be a way that they could send me messages. And if I send out an activity to do on Seesaw, they can do it from there. So today, I am going to send out each student's login information to you on Seesaw. You will receive a document with directions on what to do, and I'll go over them quickly right now. So first, you're going to go to https colon backslash backslash app.seesaw.me on a computer, or you can download the Seesaw app on your child's device. Then you'll go, in order to log in, you'll click, I'm a student. Then you're going to want to scan the QR code that will be on the directions and login information that I'm going to send you. You can also type in the code that will be on that sheet of information. If your child does not have a personal device, don't worry about logging them in. They can continue to communicate with me through your account. I know this was a lot of information quick, so if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. You have my number, you have my email, and you can reach me through CESA. Thanks.